My name is Ty French, and these are my rants. Welcome to Ty Rants. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Ty Rants. My name is Ty French, and this is my podcast. (laughs) I always get it wrong, you guys. (sighs) Hello, hello, hello. My name is Ty French, and these are my rants. (laughs) Okay, I need to just restart that. Okay, let's, let's get it right. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Ty Rants. My name is Ty French, and these are my rants. Um, happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy hump day. We made it through another week. I cannot believe that it is already the middle of November. Um, the fact that Thanksgiving is next week is literally blowing my mind. Like, I'm actually not okay. And life needs to really just hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Slow your ropes. Because there's just, there's so much I want to do with so little time. And at the same time, I'm doing nothing. So (laughs) does it ever feel like that? Like, I feel like I'm constantly doing a million things and yet doing nothing at the same time. How does that work? Like, how, how am I, uh, 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 Thanksgiving is next week. I only have one more month until Christmas? Only have one more month of the year left? And then it's 2024? I'm not ready for 2024. 2024, stay on your side. Okay, stay over there. I don't want to have to go through another election. I don't want to have to get one year older. I don't want to have to do jack diddly shit. Right after I just said there was so much that I wanted to do. Um, you know, I don't know. Just the fact that Thanksgiving is next week is literally blowing my mind. It's driving me crazy. And maybe because I, I also, I have no family. I'm just kidding. Um, I I don't go home for Thanksgiving. And so it always just feels not pointless to me. It just, I don't know. It doesn't have... I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take the time off. Not that, I mean, I have a regular job. Not that I get time off. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll take my friends having time off and being able to hang. But I feel like most people go home for Thanksgiving. So when you don't go home, you know, you're kind of just stuck around. All your friends are gone. The streets are kind of quiet. And I don't know. For Thanksgiving this year, I'm pretty sure I'm going to Jay-Z's house. So that'll be fun. Um, and I don't know. Obviously, I'll keep you guys updated next week with the Thanksgiving plans, the good old tea give. And I don't know. Maybe next week will be a Thanksgiving holiday soiree on Tyrants, but I'm not sure. I feel like here's the here's the interesting thing with podcasts that is hard. You you kind of want to ride the wave of like not trends, but like, you know, it's always cute to do like a Christmas themed episode. It's always cute to do a Halloween episode, a Thanksgiving, but then it's like, okay, it's just getting repetitive one and two, 
Like everyone's doing that. So if you listen to 10 podcasts and also then all your podcasts that week are about Thanksgiving, that's a little annoying. And then if you listen to it late, like there are so many podcasts that I listened to that did Halloween episodes and then I, I didn't have time that week to listen to it. So then I just skipped that episode because I don't want to listen to Halloween episodes after Halloween. Even I did. I dropped my Halloween episode the day after Halloween and I'm sure so many of you guys skipped it because you guys are like, I'm sick and tired about hearing about the spooky ooky shit. I want to move on with my life. So I don't know. I've been thinking about, you know, just little different twists I could do for my holiday episodes so that it's just not so repetitive for you guys. And I think I've got a fun few episodes coming up. I have an idea for my Thanksgiving episode next week that I think you guys will like. Because you know me. I'm a pessimist. I'm not really just exuding gratitude. <laughs> And thankfulness. So I've got an idea that could be fun. Um, Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that next week. Anyways, um, you know, uh, life, 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 life. I got a parking ticket today. I got a parking ticket today. And, you know, I'm just so used to having a garage at my old apartment before. And I don't have a garage at my new apartment. I just do um, street parking, which I have not had in literally five years. So it's definitely been an adjustment. And if you guys have ever been to L.A. or from L.A., live in L.A., <laughs> seen memes about L.A., y'all know the parking signs can be a bit tricky and a bit deceiving. And figuring out when and where you can park is sort of as if you are in the FBI, it could be really difficult. So I thought I was parked. I mean, this one wasn't that bit of the tricky situation, but I thought I was parked on a Thursday street and I was parked on a Tuesday street. So I went out to my car today and I had a parking ticket, which is just so lovely. <laughs> Don't you just love, love when you get a parking ticket? There goes $100 of my hard-earned cash for absolutely, positively nothing. So that's great. Flushing down $100 down the drain. And guess what? what? Where's that money going? Parking tickets. Who is getting paid for me incorrectly parking? Is it the city? Because if so, I'd like to know where that money's going. Because I'd like some potholes to be fixed. I'd like... You know, the homeless situation to get um, figured out. I would like, I don't know, free health care. I would like a lot of things. So where's that money going? I would like to know. Give me a rec center at least. A free place to swim. I don't know. Other than the ocean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe it goes to beach management. I don't know. I'm just pissed about the ticket. Anyways. Um, in other happier news, let's see if we can get tyrants. To 1,000 reviews by Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Where did you go? Ho, ho, ho. Into the review section of the Ty Rants podcast and reviewed. I don't know where I was going with there. Um, but we're at like 100. I mean, uh, am I okay? We're about like 800 reviews on Ty Rants on Apple Podcasts. And I want to get 2,000 by Christmas just because I'm a greedy little bitch. So if you guys could just walk your sweet little tushies on over to the review section of the podcast. Only if you're feeling nice, though. Don't do it if you have anything negative to say because what do they teach you in kindergarten? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, okay? So keep, haters, fast forward this part. <laughs> but no, seriously. Even if you listen on Spotify, Spotify only lets you like click like 
you know, one to five stars. And I hope you guys only do five stars. But Apple Podcasts lets you actually type in a review and it seriously helps me so, so much. So if you guys could just walk on over to the Apple Podcasts, scroll down on the page of the podcast and just write a little review. Get creative with it. I do read pretty much every single one. So get creative, make me laugh, make me hoot, make me holla. And only review me five stars because you know what? I'm I'm putting in the work. And if you guys don't like me, just don't listen. But don't leave me a negative review. Don't leave me a negative review. Come on. Come on. Don't be rude. Be nice. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to say that. But um, in other news, <laughs> apologies are in order because I posted on the Tyrant's Instagram page last week. The like people's sexiest magazine or the people's sexiest person came out man of the year and um they did like a ton of different ones online of like readers submitting (laughs) submitting people so they did like sexiest it's like the world's man of the year and then it's like sexiest podcast host sexiest comedian sexiest i don't know and taylor lautner won for um sexiest podcast host and Pop Crave tweeted it. Pop Crave is like where I get half of my pop culture news. They're amazing. They tweeted it and I screenshotted the tweet and then just photoshopped my picture onto the tweet. And then I so obviously just went on Instagram stories and like typed out my name and covered Taylor Lautner with Ty French. And I posted it obviously as a joke. Like I thought I was like making a meme. Like you could obviously tell the text was different and it was added you could tell I added the photo, so I thought. But so many of my tyrants, so many of my tyrants are so delulu that you guys thought it was real. And I just have to say thank you for being as delusional as me in thinking that I would be even on People Magazine's radar at all, let alone be considered as the sexiest podcast host for for um even just to be nominated. I mean, it would be an honor just to be nominated. And then for me to win, the Delulu of the tyrants has reached an all-time high. And I just have to say, I thank you. I just have to say, wow. I appreciate it. I feel the love that you guys think that I would be in the running. So, wow. (laughs) Literally, I'm not kidding. All of my friends thought it was true. All of my friends are... I posted it. All my friends are texting me. Oh my gosh, congrats. This is amazing. Wow, you earned it. Um, I didn't earn nothing. I tip-tip-tatted onto my computer and I photoshopped it. I didn't even do it on my computer. I did it on my Instagram story and then just saved the photo. So, wow. I just, just I, I, I apologize to anyone that I deceived, that I lied, that I tricked. Um, but maybe next year. That's just a manification. Man, manification. Am I okay? Manis. Oh my God. Am I having a stroke? Manifestation. Oh my God. There we go. <sighs> you guys. It's the daylight savings time. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It took half my brain. Daylight savings time. It really is getting to me. Anyways, the manifestation is real. And next year, this is just me putting it out into the world that, you know, uh, People Magazine, I would like to be considered. You know how like, and we'll get into this, but like Grammys, you have to like submit to be considered. I would like that to happen for people's man of the year, sexiest podcaster of the year. I'm submitting myself right here, right now to be considered next year. 
and I want to be top of the charts and I will get all my little tyrants to go vote and I think I would have a chance. Anyways, um, just had to do a public service announcement and I'm having a stroke. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> An apology to my tyrants for being a liar and a loser. Anyways, speaking of losers, I went to the zoo concert this weekend and he's not a loser. I don't know why I just segued into that. But um, I went to the zoo concert this weekend and zoo is it's it's spelled Z-H-U. And if you don't know who that is, buckle on up for the ride of your life. Zoo is an amazing electronic artist, DJ, guy. I don't even know how you would consider his music. It's not for everyone, trust me, but it is for me. It's so amazing. I've seen him at so many... Prof- uh, you guys, <laughs> you really can't talk today. I've seen him at so many festivals. I saw him at Outside Lands, and honestly, I've never seen a bigger crowd for an artist at a music festival. It was insane. It was so fun. His music just makes you want to rage. He is so talented, and... All that aside, I went to this concert and it was fun. It was fun. And it wasn't not fun because of him. You know, the Rat King might have gotten a little lit. I didn't drink um, since Halloween. And then this was my first time drinking. And I started with champagne and that's just never the right decision. But I had to shoot it for a photo shoot I was doing. And so I had like a few glasses and then I went to a pregame with my two friends that I was going to the concert with. And, you know, all they had was Hornitos tequila. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 27. I can't be drinking none of this shit no more. I can't be drinking no Hornitos. Okay. I got to be drinking Espelon. I got to be drinking Casamigos. I got to be drinking El Tesoro. I got to be drinking... You know, the good brands. I can't be drinking Hornitos. I can't be drinking Jose Cuervo. I can't be drinking Kirkland. If there's Kirkland at the party, that's your sign that you are needing to leave. That is a sign that you got to also make a muchacho motherfucker and get out of there. Because whoever invited you to that party secretly hates you and they want to see your demise. That is what that is what I feel when I go into a party and I see a bottle of Kirkland tequila. Um, so anyways... You know, I was drinking the Hornitos, and let's just say I didn't eat that much that day. We go to the Hollywood Palladium where the concert is. We're having fun, and I'm ordering double well tequilas, cranberry juice. So, needless to say, by the end of the concert, it was time for me to host the Luego Muchacho, motherfucker. My friends <laughs> continued their journey on out in WeHo, and they had a ball of a night. And I said, bye bye. This is my time to go. This is where we part ways because I can no longer be here. <laughs> the Rat King has got to get out of here. So I left. I was home by 1130, tucked away in bed with a pizza hut on my lap, watching Housewives, just living my best life. And honestly, I'm so happy I left. I'm so happy that I would. I mean, I obviously would have had so much fun with my friends and I would have gone out and whatever. And I do wish I would have you know, gone out because I hadn't been out since Halloween. And so I did want like a night out, but I think my excitement maybe made me get a little too little too quick. So I'd also look on Chacho and I'd go home. So I still feel like I haven't been out since Halloween because a concert doesn't count as going out. Let, let me just clarify that. Going to a concert does not 
equal going out to a bar, no matter how much alcohol is consumed, because it's just a different experience. A concert, you are, you know, just it's an experience. You're like in the it's a once in a lifetime. It's a whatever. Go to the bar. You can be a lot more feral. The, the, there's highs and lows to the bars. The concert is kind of just a one level of an experience. And if you guys get what I'm saying, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. Well, I don't think I have any other life updates for you guys. So let's get into the song of the day. The song of the day is When We Were Young by Kim Petras and David Guetta. And this just had to be the song of the day because I was at EDC Las Vegas in, I don't even know when I went. Gosh, you tyrants keep me young. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know when I went to EDC Las Vegas, but obviously you guys remember I went to EDC Las Vegas, whatever, David Guetta performed, and he had teased this song with um, Kim Petras, and I was obsessed. Like, I could not, I've been thinking about it ever since. I was waiting for him to release it, and he finally did. So I was so pumped. I already felt like I had heard it before. And it's definitely, I mean, we're in sample jail. We're in sample hell. It's definitely another sample. Kim's just on her sample era, you know, with Alone, Nicki Minaj, whatever. But this one I feel like is really fun. I do wish it would have come out earlier because it is kind of giving summer energy, but it is fun and I like it. So um, yeah, I'm going to give it the song of the day because I just wanted you guys to know that I maybe was one of the first people to hear it at EDC Las Vegas 2023. And that's just, you know, history. Okay. <laughs> song of the day. When we were young, Kim Petras and David Guetta. Okay. So we've got a few things to rant about today. And then we are going to have my first little Thai TV report at the end of the episode, I'm going to, you know, test out my new little segment where we just go over what I'm watching this week and, you know, episodes that were on, what I think, and yada, yada, yada. So, first off, we've got to talk about the elephant in the room. And by the elephant in the room, I mean me. I'm the elephant. I'm the elephant. And the room in which I'm standing in is a courtroom. And what courtroom is that, might you ask? The divorce court for Chris Appleton and Lucas Gage. So, if you guys listened to last week's episode, you are aware that, you know, everyone knows. Everyone knows there's this long, you know, history of Chris Appleton and I. And by history, I mean there was one DM about four years ago. <laughs> but I I talked about it once on the podcast like forever ago when I went to the Daily Front Rose Fashion Los Angeles Awards. And then we obviously brought it up last week on the episode, on Friday's episode, because I had just watched the Kardashians and the whole episode was featuring Chris Appleton and Lucas Cage's wedding. And I was just like, wow, that could have been me. That should be me holding your hand. That could be me. Like we had this whole episode. It was amazing. It was funny. And... Ding, 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 ding. They're getting divorced. A source told TMZ that the split was not an easy decision for Chris to make. So Chris, the day after the uh, Kardashians on Hulu episode aired, Chris Appleton filed for divorce from Lucas Gage for irreconcilable, what's the word? Irreconcilable differences. 
And so, uh, so Chris Appleton filed for divorce on Monday, citing irreconcilable differences. And the date of their separation was literally the day after the Kardashians on Hulu aired. Keep in mind, I'm pretty sure this is literally the day that the podcast episode went live. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, the day that I released the podcast episode saying that he was the one that got away is the day that he separated from Lucas Gage. And I don't know if there is, you know, some manifestation power in that. I don't know if you know, they listened to the episode and he just realized that, you know, he might still have a chance with me. And so he broke it off. I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying the timing is iffy. And I would hate to have played a part in the downfall of this lovely marriage because we love to see gays winning in Hollywood. Now, all jokes aside, obviously I know I have no chance with him and I had nothing to do with this. It really just is. The timing is crazy. You got to admit, tyrants, the amount of tyrants who DM'd me the TMZ news was alarming. It really, once again, we're in our Delulu era, tyrants, because the amount of you guys are asking me to slide into his DMs and that he did this because he listened to the episode. And I don't know if half of you are kidding. So I, I realized that we're in this Delulu age together, but we gotta, we gotta humble ourselves and you need to humble me and not fill my head up with lies (laughs) that I have a chance with this man. Um, no, but really this is so, uh, a lot of people are saying that they're not shocked about this because, you know, they were only dating for a few months before they got engaged. They were only engaged for a few months before they got married. And so a lot of people are saying they are not shocked over this. I'm actually quite shocked, especially after we had what we had just watched on the Kardashians. Like I really felt like they just seemed so in love. And that's what we talked about on the episode last week. Like they, it was just so hard to watch because it was so cute and they seemed so in love and, you know, watching them hold hands on the private jet and watching them like, their parents get emotional and them get emotional with Chris's kids. And that, that's one thing that I don't think a lot of people know about Chris Appleton and why I don't think we would ever work out and why I couldn't do it. He literally has like 18 year old children. Mama, mama, you think, I, I mean, never say never. And I would do it for him and I would do it for the tyrants so that we could get close to the Kardashians. But I don't think I could be with a man that has literally an 18 year old child. I don't think that's going to work. I could be with a man who has, you know, children under the age of seven, but 17, 18, that's a little too much. That's a little too much for me to handle. I I still feel like I'm 18. So I don't know. That just, like I have friends who are 18. So I don't know. That just feels a little weird to me, but he doesn't look like he's old enough to have them kids. <laughs> we know that. Daddy's looking great, but I don't know. I do feel so sad for them. I do wonder like what the timing of the divorce and the separation being literally the day after the episode aired. Um, Like, was that the straw that broke the camel's back? Like, were they having issues? And then they watched the episode and they were just like, absolutely not. Like, I can't do this anymore. We used to be so in love. Did, you know, were they contractually obligated to hold off until the episode aired? I don't think Kim Kardashian would do that to a friend. Like, I think maybe they would like hold off just for like their like public 
perception and their public image. But I don't know. Like, I don't know what's worse, like holding off until after the episode or if they would have done it before the episode, I feel like that would have even given the episode more buzz. I feel like people would have been so excited to watch because they would have been like, oh, my God, like, are there any Easter eggs in why they broke up? I don't know. It just feels something is off. However, as we did see in the episode, unfortunately for Lucas Gage, mama signed a prenup because Kim Kardashian made them sign a prenup. Now, I don't agree with marrying for money by any means, but, and I do, I support the prenup situation. However, I mean, damn, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, Lucas Gage is a, a very like successful actor. He was in White Lotus season one, and I'm sure he has no, not that that makes you a millionaire by any means, but like, I'm sure he's fine and like, will be fine. He has a long career ahead of him in Hollywood, but I don't know. There's just got to be something that happened. Like, did someone cheat? Did like, cause I'm sorry, if you got married only six months ago and you were so in love enough to literally get married on national television, even if you're going through like, you know, maybe a rough patch and you know, you're fighting a lot, this, this, whatever. I truly feel like you would probably stick it out for as long as you can just for your public image so I feel like something had to have happened. Like someone had to have cheated. And if Chris is the one who filed, it's making me think Luke did something. Lucas. What's his name? Lucas? Yeah. Lucas must have done something. Lucas did something. That's for sure. And I don't know what it is. But guess what? I think we're going to find out probably on said Kardashian's show on Hulu. Because if they involved us so much in their damn wedding... You can't go Oscar Muchacho when it's time to answer up about the questions about your divorce. You got to come to the table. I, I need a sit down interview. I need Chris Appleton to be in the confessionals solo. I need a solo Chris Appleton confession explaining what had happened because he needs to answer because they just got us all invested in their relationship. Seeing it in the big, bright, shiny lights on the Hulu screen. In the Vegas private jet, Shania Twain. Shania Twain's probably like, what the fuck? Why'd you get me involved? Why'd you get me involved? I took time out of my busy-ass schedule to sing for you gay-ass bitches. And you're just going to divorce six months after? Do you know how many people would have loved Shania Twain to be, you're still the one I want. You're still the one I love. F you, because I would have loved that to happen to me. And you know what? If Chris had chose me, we would have never had an issue because I'm perfect. And I would have never done it. <laughs> it's just, it's really crazy. I think like people are obviously going to speculate this was that this was PR. This was for the show. This was, I don't know. But to get like seeing how emotional their families were at the wedding, like this was real. This was a real wedding. Lucas's mother was sobbing. Chris's, Chris's kids were sobbing. I don't know. Um, Chris Appleton was just seen for the first time today outside of like somewhere in WeHo. And this was the first time that he didn't have his wedding ring. Um, looking hot. He, let's see where, where it says he is. He's at like earth bar or something. He strolled the streets of West Hollywood, stepped out for a coffee. Yeah. It doesn't really say where they are, but I don't know. Uh, you know, you hate to see, you hate to see people divorce. I hate to see gays divorce. Can gays do anything right? Jesus. 
I mean, the fur coats should have been a sign that this marriage couldn't work because who gets married in two big black fur coats? Um, That would have been my red flag numero uno. Yeah, he literally has two children, a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That uh, That's not okay. I mean, not not okay. Like, I mean, great for him that he has children. But what? That's crazy. I can't be dating someone with a 19-year-old son. I could be dating a 19-year-old. No, that's gross. Ew, I would actually never. I don't even think I could date a 22-year-old. Ew. Yeah, that's gross. I can't believe I even just said that. I don't think I could date a 27-year-old. I need to date someone one day older than me to 39. I think that's the appropriate age. I'm about to be 28. I need someone one day older than me or 10 years older than me. That's the age range. My age to 10 years. Going going backwards is hazy. It can be done if the guy is mature and, you know, whatever. But I just feel like if I tried to date a 23-year-old, I would just constantly be like, you fucking bitch. And your youthful ass glow, your energy, your no hangovers, and your your nagging about nothingness that doesn't matter in five years. I feel like it would just be better. Like, I want to feel like the young one. I want to feel like the hot one. I want to feel like the, you know, the one that's always like, come on, grandpa. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore at this point. But, you know, we just had to discuss the elephant in the room. And I just need all my tyrants to know that I saw it. I see it. I read the DMs. I'm not reaching out. If if Chris would like to reach out to me in the future, I'll, <laughs> I'll consider responding. Even though I just trashed his children <laughs> and his ex-husband. But... I don't know. There's always, you know, second, third chances at love, of course. However, if I were to date someone who had been divorced now twice, my red flags would be up. I'm just saying. I I don't know. Like, I just don't know if I want to be someone's third husband. Not saying that that's bad at all. I just feel like I would be always, like, so insecure that... Especially if they got divorced after six months. Like, it would depend on the reason as to why someone got divorced. Because I would want to believe that the person that I was signing up for marriage for was ready to, like, stick it out and work it out. You know? I don't know. So, sending you peace and love, Chris Appleton. So sorry for your loss, Lucas Gage. Glad that you signed a prenup. So, you're not getting any daddy's money. But I would like to see this air out on next season of the Kardashians. And I need to know reasons. I need to know facts. And I want to know, is it, you know, who's, whose fault is it? And is it amicable? Is it, I don't know. I need to know the mess. I need to know the tea. And don't worry. I'll keep you guys updated. Oh, my gosh. My hair is hurting so bad right now with these headphones. And I just have a public service announcement to say. If you guys listen to the toast, I was listening to the toast the other day. And they were talking about how when your hair is dirty and like your scalp hurts or whatever. And they were just like, you know, the woes of being a woman. 
and you know all that we have to go through and i'm not negating anything that women have to go through they have it way harder than men obviously but i would like to stand up for for this specific thing men's scalps hurt too men's scalps hurt too my scalp is killing me right now and guess what it's it's not only when your hair is like really dirty and greasy, like if you're wearing a hat for too long or like for me, like when I put my hair in a little bun, uh, but also when like I just washed my hair today and then I wore a hat and now I'm not wearing a hat, but like I'm wearing these headphones and my scalp is hurting so bad. My hair is hurting. I don't know what it is. They also didn't know what it was. I don't know what it is, but I just have to stand up for the men whose scalps also hurt. It is not just women. I'm just saying. And I would also like to know what it is and how we can fix it because it's not just when hair's dirty. It happens. My hair is squeaky clean. I don't know. I don't like it. Um, anyways, we got to move on to the next elephant in the room. And I don't know if you guys want me to talk about this, but I got to talk about it because I'm obsessed. Okay, so <laughs> Taylor Swift. Now, y'all know I don't claim to be a Swifty. I respect the girl, respect her music. She's got some bops, whatever. We, we, we know where we stand together. We see each other. But Friday, 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 Friday. Travis Kelsey is in Argentina on his off week. And you guys know I'm loving this relish. However, this might be it for me. This might be the one thing that gets me into being a Swifty because I'm obsessed. I'm literally obsessed. The video of Taylor Swift running to Travis Kelsey off stage in Argentina, leaping into his arms and giving him a big ass kiss while thousands of fans scream and record. I'm not well. That's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And then come to find out I'm watching this as I'm drunk in bed eating Pizza Hut after the concert. I saw this video and I posted it on my Instagram story and I was like, I'm obsessed. And the tyrants were just going off and I hate it because you guys know I'm a flip flopper and I'm fake. But um, I'm obsessed. And then the videos come out where she goes, you know, during karma. Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a god. Karma is a guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me on stage. While Travis Kelsey's in the crowd with her father in front of thousands, tens of thousands of people in a stadium. If no one ever dost thou proclaim their love for me in such an outlandish public way, I'm not settling for jack shit, okay? We're over here stressing about bagel-ass boys not texting us back about, you know, guys, you know, looking at us the wrong way or this or that. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are fucking proclaiming their love for each other in front of thousands of people on stage, in stadiums, changing lyrics to song, running to each other, leaping in arms, kissing. I'm not well. I'm not Okay. And I'm a jealous-ass bitch because Travis Kelsey is so hot. Travis Kelsey is so my type. It's insane. I don't really feel like I have a type. But if I did have to say a type, it would be Travis Kelsey. 
I want big. I want meaty thighs. I want a man. I want the, the way that she falls into his arms and melts and kisses him is so cute. And she's normally dating these big ass bitches. Fucking Maddie Healy or whatever his name is. Love him. Love the music. Love 1975. You're a bag ass bitch. You're ugly. You're skinny. You're scrawny. You're, I mean, not ugly. That's rude. I need to take that back. You're not ugly. You're just, you know, a little scrawny little boy. Okay. Travis Kelsey is a man. And he's funny. He's cute. He's hot. He's sexy. He is a football player. He's rich. And, uh, I, 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 it's almost too much to handle. And here's the thing. You can hate on Taylor Swift. You can hate on the Swifty community. But guess what you cannot hate on? This motherfucking relationship. It's cute as shit. And if you're a hater on it, you're just a hater. You're just hating because it's not you. And that you're a bagel ass and you're single and you're alone. And you're not the biggest pop sensation in the world dating the hottest football player of all time. It's, it's literally a movie. It's literally a movie. It's literally a lifetime movie. It is a Netflix documentary waiting to happen. I need to see him down on a knee. I need a ring. I need children in her belly. I need the story that is unfolding right before my eyes is single-handedly turning me on to be a Swifty because it's just too good. Like, how can you deny when God just gives you a pop culture phenomenon that you watch unfold. And for them to be just giving us everything is insane. Like they could have been, you know, she's been very private about her relationships in the past and she could have easily done it with this relationship. But the fact that they are just letting us eat it up off of a fucking platter is amazing. I, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I love when celebrities just put it out there. When they know what the fans are going to want, they know what's going to get the articles written about them, whatever. Eat it up. Eat it up. Guys, I think it was Girl Boss Town that predicted this or something. Um, this, like, TikToker that, like, uh, predicts pop culture things. She was saying by the spring, they're going to be engaged and they're going to be announcing it with a Vogue cover. Imagine. Guys, I'm literally such a fraudulent bitch because the way that I flip-flop so much about the Swift community I stand by everything I've ever said but this is turning me on I'm intrigued after seeing that video I'm I'm interested in what's happening next and I, I you just I mean like I said you can't you, it, hey if you can't beat them join them that's that's my motto for this relationship I, I, everything I learned about this relationship is against my will. Every photo I've seen, every video I've seen is against my will. I did not want it. I did not ask for it. However, if you can't beat them, join them. And I'm joining. I'm joining. Not necessarily the Swifty community and all that that entails. Don't get me wrong. I still stand by everything I say and our aesthetic differences. However, I'm fully, I'm on the ship. I'm aboard um, the arc of Taylor Swift and... Travis Kelsey, all aboard, all aboard. And guess what? I'm walk, walk, walking on that ship. I'm shipping. I'm shipping this relationship. I, 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 I'm anxiously awaiting every update. I'm, I've turned into a freak. And you know what? I say that with no shame. Like I said, if you can't beat them, join them. And that's just how it's going to be. I'm just going to be shipping this relationship. I still stand by everything I've ever said. I am not going to be the person that's turning on Taylor Swift's music. 
That's just not me. However, I will forever be ingrained into my memory. Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. Um, make it my ringtone, mama. Make it my make it my screensaver. Make it my alarm clock. It might as well be. Oh, I just I think maybe, maybe where this stems from is an absolute pit hole of loneliness that I feel. The fact that I have not been in a relationship since I was 22. And um I just I I just long for love. And so when you see two hot, rich, famous ass bitches in love, you can't help but love it. And that's why I'm so sad about the Chris and Lucas situation, even though it could have been me and it should have been me. And maybe now it will be me. It it really does just sadden me whenever someone separates. Because guys, as excited as we are about Taylor Swift and Travis, Kelsey, there is a 50-50 chance this could go to one of two ways happily ever after you know ring on the finger baby in the belly you know david and victoria beckham energy or this could be one of the hardest breakups that we've had to accept in pop culture history because they're giving us so much that then if it is ever taken away from us like, I don't think she'll ever give that again, one. And two, like, it will just really, everyone is shipping this so hard and it's so cute and it's so public that if they ever break up, it's going to be really sad for lovers everywhere. Much like Kyle Richards and um, Mauricio Omansky, like, everyone just loved their relationship. It's so cute. And then when they announce their separation, it's like, okay, if they can't do it, who can do it? I'm out here in these streets trying to remain hopeful for love and relationships and... I don't know. It's hard when couples like that separate. But now with this, I mean, it just gives you this spark of energy and excitement and hope. Hope. I thought I didn't have hope for them because literally they're both so hot and so rich and so famous. Like, of course, they were going to find someone eventually. But she just had bad luck. So anyways, that's the update about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey from the non-Swifty, fake Swifty, actually Swifty, hater-ass bitch. Me. Okay, the next thing that I want to rant about, the Grammy nominations came out for 2024, which I'm shocked that they already came out so soon because the Grammys aren't until February. I mean, I guess that's kind of close. Um, I guess. Oh, because the year is almost over. That's crazy. The fact that we are almost to February? Wait, how far is that away? Not the counting the months again. <laughs> I did this in last week's episode. Um, wait, so December, January. I guess, yeah. So it's in two, three months. Whoa, whoa. That just blew my mind. Like the Super Bowl's in like three months. That's crazy. Anyways, um, the Grammy nominations are out. And I got a few things that I want to say here. Um, I really only care mostly about like best album and... Best New Artist. The nominations for Best New Artist are Ice Spice, Victoria Monet, which she has been Song of the Day before. We love Victoria Monet. Coco Jones, Jelly Roll, Gracie Abrams, Fred Again, and Noah Kahan. Um, and husband and wife duo The War and The Treaty. No idea who those are. The only ones that I know of are Noah Kahan, Fred Again, Victoria Monet, and 
Ice Spice. Now, Victoria Monet is definitely not like a new artist, so I'm confused about the the. Uh, what am I trying to think of? Hello, use your brain, idiot. The qualifications. I'm confused about the qualifications of said nominations. Um, because Ice Spice, I would say that she definitely, um, okay. Ice Spice, really. Really? Don't get me wrong. She's fun. She's cute. She went viral on TikTok, and now she's an artist. Great. But best new artist? I'm really sorry. In the words of Ice Spice, stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Or what does she say? Stop playing with me, Ryan. Stop playing with him, Ryan. I don't know what she says. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just old. Maybe I'm showing my age here. Maybe I'm a millennial and I don't get it. But okay. The motorcycle's outside. Um, Okay. The motorcycles. Wow, wow, wow. Love that. I Spice, I just don't get it. Like, I think you're fun. But like, best new artist? I'm sorry. Like, what have you done that was like breakthrough in the culture to get best new artist? Like, to me, Fred again like really took over the scene and really added like a new way of a performance, a new way to produce music, a new way to show music. Like his fan base is so culty. And like, I don't know, I just feel like Fred again, like really like stepped on the scene and like made a difference to our Ice Spice. It's like, okay, cute. You went viral on TikTok. You had a feature with everyone under the sun, Nicki Minaj, Taylor Swift. Like it just feels, it's giving kind of industry plant. And I don't know. Um, Victoria Monet, like I said, gorgeous. Love the tunes. She's amazing. Do I think she's a new artist? I don't believe so. Let me see when her first album was out. Because I feel like I've been listening to her, like, even in COVID, I feel like I've been listening to her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You guys, we've got to be so fucking for real. She has albums from 2015, 2018, another one from 2018, and then 2023. Like, is that considered a best new artist if you've been putting albums out for the last 10 years? Um, what does that mean? What does best new artist mean? Because, like, Fred again, like, that's, like, a newer artist. Wait, when was Fred again's album come out? Let's see. Yeah, see, so Fred again's first album came out in 2020. So that's feeling, like, more new, you know? It still is giving me, it's still kind of weird that, like, like, what is considered a new artist? Best new artist. Even Fred again. Okay, why wasn't he nominated in 2020? That's when his album came out. What? Ice Spice. Let's see. Ice Spice's album came out in... Yeah, her first album was her last one that just came out. 2023. So that's giving new artists. So I guess she, she's more, you know, relevant for the role. Um, but I don't really understand the the whole Grammys in general is rigged and doesn't make any sense. Like, best new artist, oh, great. Victoria Monet has had five albums out versus Ice Spice has one album out. Okay, great. So they're in the same category. Awesome. That makes absolutely no sense. But then you think about the fact that Nicki Minaj, our queen, has never had a Grammy. The Weeknd has never had a Grammy. I don't think Miley Cyrus has ever had a Grammy. Let me look that up. If that's true, I'm going to lose my fucking shit right now. Does Miley Cyrus have a Grammy? Oh, does she? Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Um, Grammy Awards. Awards and nominations. Okay. Wait. She has zero. Miley Cyrus has zero Grammys. Miley Cyrus, The Weeknd. Nikki fucking Minaj. And you're telling me that Victoria Monet or Ice Spice deserve a fucking Grammy. Please be so serious with me right now. The fact that Ice Spice, who has just come on the scene, who had like a viral TikTok sound, has a Grammy over the weekend, one of the best artists of our generation, and Nicki Minaj and Miley Cyrus. That just literally makes no sense to me. It's like when you realize that Leonardo DiCaprio has never won an Oscar and you're just like, wait, what? He's been in every movie. I feel like that like we quote and like that has like formed our generation. Wolf of Wall Street, the Titanic, like so many amazing movies and he's never won an Oscar. It's just like these award shows are maddening when you care about it like when you care about it and you want people to be awarded for the work that they put in and like whatever then it can be so frustrating but you really once you realize that like you have to submit to be nominated you have to there's so many qualifications and it has nothing to do with you know people uh uh statistics has nothing to do with like box office numbers or ratings or you know how it charted it literally is a pool of people that just vote that literally just vote and there's a lot of corruption in it there can be a lot of you know money swing like labels are you know throwing money at newer artists like ice spice to for them to win so that they like become bigger or whatever because someone's got to be paying for the grammys who's paying for them somebody somebody's paying it's the labels and i don't know i just feel like I have kind of lost all respect for the Grammys. I still think it's fun. I still think it's great. I love award shows, but I just don't put as much weight into the nominations as I did like growing up. Like growing up, it was like if you were a nom a Grammy nominated artist or a Grammy winner, like I just thought like that was you were, I mean, you were the Beatles, you were Michael Jackson, you were whatever. But now knowing all that I know, it just doesn't hold that weight. And I still think it's amazing. I still think it's great. I still think like you have to work hard and you have to be obviously an amazing performer, an amazing talent. I'm not negating that like reward. I just, it breaks my heart for artists that like Ray, for example, Ray has had the most impactful year on TikTok. She's had so many things go viral. She is the most beautiful singer. I feel like has, that has come up on the scene since literally like Adele like she is just such a beautiful voice and the way that she handles herself and like left her label and her album is so amazing and moving and the fact that she was not nominated for best new artist makes me sick makes me fucking sick the fact that Ice Spice would win over Ray is mind-blowing to me the fact that Victoria Monet would win over Ray the fact that Ray wasn't even nominated is literally blowing my mind like that makes absolutely no sense Ray was robbed just like Leonardo DiCaprio was robbed of an Oscar a million times this is not okay and we need to stand up and fight for what we believe in we need to protest because the Grammys needs to like rework their system on how people are 
nominated, how they're chosen, how they're whatever. Like, I honestly, well, I don't know if this is like if they actually do this, like ease people choice awards or whatever. It's like that's voted by the people. And I don't know if it actually is. It probably isn't. But that like concept is so much better. It's like we choose our fucking president by voting. Like, why are we allowing this random group of people to decide what we view as the best album of the year. But I don't know. I guess that just like there could be so much corruption. It's like just because you have a bigger fan base and you get your fan base to vote doesn't mean that you should win because it should be about like talent, you know? So I get that. Like I get like if you're a smaller artist and you don't have as many fans, like obviously if Taylor Swift was nominated, like she'd win every fucking award every time, not saying she shouldn't, but just because the Swifties are so powerful, you know? So I don't know. I understand like having an academy to, you know, kind of steer everything, but they're sucking. They're losing. And the weekend has been robbed. Nicki Minaj has been robbed. Miley Cyrus has been robbed. Ray is now on the list of people that have been robbed. And I'm sick of it. And I'm still gonna watch. <laughs> I would love to be invited. Come on. Someone invite me to the Grammys. Come on. Someone invite me. I'd like to hear them. One day, maybe there will be an award show for podcasts. Maybe there already is. I'm not sure. I know they have, like, best podcasts at, like, East Choice Awards or whatever, but I'm far away from being nominated for that. So I'm not holding out. <laughs> Anyways, you guys can go read the full list of Grammy nominations. I didn't really, like, want to do, like, a breakdown of them all. Um, I just wanted to share my thoughts. The main ones I really care about was Best New Artist, and I think it should go to Fred again. Um, and then best album of the year or album of the year. What one? Who is that? The nominees are, did you know there's a tunnel under ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey guts by Olivia Rodrigo SOS by SZA, the record by boy genius world music radio by John Batiste. Don't know how to say that. The age of pleasure, Janelle Monet, endless summer vacation, Miley Cyrus and midnights by Taylor Swift. I personally think it should go to SZA. I think SZA is equal to Taylor Swift in terms of like songwriting and, you know, getting a story out, but it's like different fonts. Like SZA and Taylor Swift are like similar, but different fonts to me. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I really, I mean, I, I loved Midnight's. I thought it was cute, but like, I think SOS is... I don't know. I just think that one should win out of them. I'm not really gagged by any of the um, nominations this year. Obviously, On the Summer Vacation was amazing. I think Flowers will take Grammys for, like, that single. But I don't think, as a whole, the album really did anything. And she literally fell off the face of the fucking planet when she dropped that album. She dropped that album and said, Oslo Big Muchacho. We haven't seen any promotion, any nothing. Nothing. Like, I mean, I guess she did the Disney thing. She did the... I don't know. But other than that, I feel like... Where is Miley Cyrus? Like, where are the paparazzi photos? Why isn't she at Fashion Weeks? Why isn't she at... I don't know. I just feel like she's kind of MIA. Um, there's this whole, like, conspiracy theory that she joined a cult on TikTok. I don't know. I, I, I'm i in conspiracy theory TikTok, so I try to stay away. But I don't know. I just feel like she's been literally MIA. Anyways, we shall see coming up in just three short months. February. I can't fucking believe that February is that close. And I don't know, we will be doing a Grammys rant after it goes live. Okay, let's get into a Thai TV report. I have so many shows that I want to kind of share my little brief opinion on. And um, I don't know, maybe I won't share them all. But 
as we do these more, I feel like we can, you know, be more synced up on what we're watching together um, and we can go more like deeper into it. But first off, I just have to say The Golden Bachelor. Obviously, if you guys are watching, I did a whole rant about my first thoughts about the episode. I've been watching every week. It's so freaking cute. I'm obsessed. Gary is literally just the sweetest angel of a man. I feel so bad for him every time he has to send a girl home. And I feel so bad for these women that they have to go home. But um, this last week was the Women Tell All, which was just so much fun watching it be the older women and having, you know, older women in the crowd. And I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I'm obsessed. I'm literally obsessed with this format. I hope that they do a golden bachelorette next. And I really hope it is, um, what are their names? What are their names? So the girls who went home, what, what's Roberta's best friend? I can't remember her name, but the girl who was Roberta's best friend, who went home like two episodes ago. She was one of my favorites. Like, I'm obsessed with her. And Roberta, as as we've, as we've talked about on the episode, she um, passed away. And we knew she passed away after the first episode. And I was so emotional when I saw that after the first episode. Like, I was just like, I, and I didn't even know who, like, the girl was, really. But then, you know, you come to fall in love with her. And she's still, like, talking about Roberta on the show. And I just hoped so much that she got off the show before Roberta passed, that she got to say goodbye, that she, you know, whatever. So then in the Women Tell All, we find out that Roberta passed away before the season premiered. When I tell you, (laughs) I have a video on my phone of it. It's not funny, but I was sobbing, tears down my face when she said that Roberta never got to watch the show, never got to watch her on it. Roberta's the reason that she went on the show. And the fact that she never got to see it and see her best friend on The Bachelor is like so sad to me. And the way, so what's her name? This is so rude. I got to find her name. Um, okay, let's see. Golden Bachelor cast. Um, her name is, why does it have any photos? Ellen, Ellen. So Ellen, Roberta's best friend, um, on the women tell all said that when she got home from filming, Roberta was in a semi coma and I don't think, I don't know like exactly what that means, but she said that she basically felt like she was like holding on just until she like knew if she like made it or if she won or if whatever. And the fact that she didn't get to see, I'm so, so glad that she got to say goodbye before she passed away. I don't know if she was like awake, a semi coma state. I don't really know what that means, but at least she got to see her. But the fact that Roberta never got to see the show, not because it's a show who cares, obviously, but like it's, Oh my gosh. Like, to see your best friend on a show that you love, that you were just so excited for her to go find love and you convinced her to go on and then to not be able to see that would just be, oh my gosh. I'm sure Ellen is just like kicking herself that she like missed out on those that time away from her. And I don't know, I was just like so devastated and I was so 
so sad for Faith. When he sent Faith home, I was shocked. I thought for sure he was going to send Teresa home because I like Teresa, but something about Teresa is like rubbing me a little wrong. I don't know. Something about her is just like maybe a little too like needy. I don't know if that's the right word. Something about her is just not it. I thought for sure it was going to be between um, Faith and if my fucking computer would load, Faith and Leslie. I thought for sure it was going to be them. But the fact that it's Leslie and, or wait. Yeah. Yeah. So it's between Leslie and Teresa now. And I just didn't see that coming. I thought for sure Leslie or Teresa were getting the boot. I thought Faith was like really going to like maybe be the one. And I don't know. I felt so sad for her. He introduced his family. But I, but she said that, you know, it might be because she wasn't willing to move. I don't know. That's the hard thing with dating shows like this is like, sure, you fall in love, you whatever. Um, that's all fun and games until they ask you to move to fucking Ohio from San Diego, California. Like, I love you, bitch, but we've only been dating for two weeks. I'm not moving to Ohio. That's not going to happen. And like, what is the reality of like actually changing your whole lifestyle? And it's different when you're 22, 21, like on the regular seasons of The Bachelor. But like these women have children. They have grandchildren. They have lives. They have friends. They have, you know, where they get their nails done. They have everything. That was such a dumb thing to say. I don't know. You know, they just have everything. They have the hair people. They have the whatever. And to ask them just like up and move is crazy. So I don't know. Like. Yeah, so we'll see. Staying very, very tuned. I don't know if next week is the next. I don't think next week is the last week. I think we have like two more weeks, but I I think it's going to be Leslie. I think it's going to be Leslie. I like Teresa, but something about her is just kind of needy. But I don't know. Once again, kind of how I said, Leslie, I think has been married like two or three times. So once again, you know, is that a red flag? I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, would that be a cause of uh, concern? If I was date, if you guys were dating someone and then you find out that they've been married three times, would that not be a red flag? Ding, ding, ding. I don't know. I don't want to like hate on people that are, you know, trying to find love and it hasn't worked out for them. And I think it's amazing when people, you know, realize that it's not working out and get divorced. Obviously, don't stay with someone who it's not working out with, but. Stay tuned. And Teresa, I do like that they both bond over the fact that, like, they're both um, widowed. Is that the right term? I think that's just a girl. What is a what is a guy called if their spouse passes away? Is it still a widow? No, a widow is a woman. What's a man? What's a man? Let, let me look that up. What is a man called when their wife passes away? What is a man called when his wife dies? Um, oh, a widower. That's kind of weird. A widower, a widow. Okay. Sounds misogynistic. I don't know. Um, anyways, so that's my update on that. I'll keep you guys updated on who wins, but I'm calling it right now. Uh, it might be Leslie. I mean, uh, Teresa. I don't know. <sighs> Stay tuned. But I felt so bad for him when he had to send him home. Anyways, um, R.A.P. Roberta. We love you. Um, Special Forces. Special Forces is one of the craziest shows I've seen in a while. And 
is giving me so much respect for Jojo Siwa. Honestly, the whole cast is giving me so much respect for because the shit they have to do is literally insane. Like, I... I would like to believe that I would be able to do that. And I think some of my friends would think that, you know, maybe I could. But I think if I was actually there, like if I was 22, oh, 100%. You couldn't tell me nothing. I 100% would have been able to do that. But I don't know. Now in my old age of 27, I don't think I'd be able to do it. And I don't think I would want to do it. And I think I would just say, you know what? I'm tapping out. It's not worth it. And especially to do it on camera for the world to see when Tyler Campbell was vomiting, throwing up. I couldn't even watch it. It was heinous. Um, Anyways, great show. If you guys haven't tuned in yet, I would definitely recommend tuning in. It is, I don't know. It it really like humbles you and makes you realize that, you know, you're the things that in life that you think are hard are, it could be a lot worse. So I don't know. Um, Beverly Hills Housewives. So I love Beverly Hills Housewives. The season has been, you know, cute so far. I think we're only on episode two or three. But I, up until this last episode, Sutton has been one of my favorites. I didn't love her when she first started, but I really think she's gotten the hang of it. And she, I've like grown to love her so much. But then this last episode, um, what happened, Sutton? What happened? And what happened to Erica? Like the absolute role reversal of like Erica being calm, cool, collected, not being upset or mad about the whole, you know, her judging about the strip tease in Vegas. I mean, love that. It's a great look on Erica. But Sutton, that is not a cute look for you. No one likes a prude. No one likes a judgy bitch. No one likes someone who acts like they're better than something or somewhere or I don't know. I just feel like in 2023, we have to be so, or not we have to be, we should be so like sex positive, especially towards women, especially towards older women. Like older women should not feel shamed or embarrassed to like go to Magic Mike and get their freak on. I don't know. It really left a bad taste in my mouth. And it left a bad taste in my mouth as well when Dorit is kind of going after Garcelle for Garcelle expressing concerns about her not feeling comfortable about talking about her kids in front of the girls. I understand where Dorit's coming from in terms of like being like, oh, wow, you think I would like go after your kids? But like, um, hello, look at the history of it. Like, yeah, of course I don't. And I'm not like, um, like putting anything on you or accusing you of doing anything. I'm just saying like, I'm just vocalizing how I feel about us talking about children because of the history. And I'm just like, vocalizing that feeling and I didn't appreciate how Dorit took it like so personally and like almost like kind of turned it around on Garcelle that Garcelle was being a bad friend for saying that I don't know it was weird Beverly Hills I feel like we are in for just an amazing season and I always tell people people always ask me like what shows or what franchise is the best one to get into Housewives Beverly Hills, hands down. Start with season one, episode one, and you are in for the ride of your life. It is so entertaining. It's so fun. And yeah, just wow. No notes. I think we're in for a great season. I'm excited to see how things unfold with Mauricio and all of that. But yeah, staying very, very tuned. Then we have Housewives of Salt Lake City. And obviously my queen, Heather Gay, Tyrant is just amazing icon love no notes um but monica this new housewife monica she's gotta go she's got 
to go. I do not like her at all. One bit. She's so annoying. The fact that she she just finds something to get mad at at every episode. And, you know, she was getting so mad about Lisa Barlow for the ring or whatever. And it's like, I'm sorry, bitch. Just because you're poor doesn't mean that I can't complain about losing a $60,000 wedding ring. If I lose a $60,000 ring, I'm allowed. It goes back to what I was saying on last week's episode that we're all living in different realities. And that's fine. And, yes, there are times in which you have to be more conscious about your uh, surroundings. And, like, she's not going to go to a you know a food bank while she's doing like a charity work and be complaining about her $60,000 ring. She's in a van with her close friends who also all are wealthy women complaining about losing a sentimental item to her. Okay, is that is this not a safe space for me to talk about that? I'm seeming out of touch whatever. If I if you're a friend and you are around me and I feel like I'm in a safe space, if I stub my toe incorrectly, you're going to hear me Roar! If I lose literally a a, a a donut, I'm gonna lose it. But it's like if if one of my friends was like, "Oh my god, like you sound so out of touch. Some people don't have food. Some people don't have." Food. I'd be like, "Shut up!" Like literally, shut up. Obviously, I know that. And if I were, you know, in a public setting where people who maybe are less fortunate are around me, I'm obviously not gonna be complaining about losing a diamond ring. Duh, I know how to read the room, but I'm in a van with my friends. It just felt like a low blow as she pulls up in her Range Rover and her Louis Vuitton purse or whatever. I'm like, suck a dick, Monica, honestly. And then the way that she talked to her mother was absolutely unacceptable. However, then we saw the scene with her mom and her. And you realize, okay, you know, you weren't lying. Your mom is kind of crazy and she's kind of cuckoo cuckoo But I think there's two sides to every story. You both seem crazy. The apple doesn't far fall from the tree. And also... Let's not talk about mother. Let's not talk about mother. And, you know, you you being so traumatized from your childhood and you would never do that to your children. Um, What do you think the trauma of your children, what, what, what do you think they're living through? Meanwhile, their mother slept with their uncle for nine months and got them kicked out of the church. Talk about fucking trauma. Talk about fucking trauma. Not saying that that's, you know, I'm not judging you. I'm not whatever. I'm just saying for you to judge your mother and say that she was such a terrible mother and she traumatized you because she did this, whatever, blah, 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 and you would never do that to your children. Um, ma'am, 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 you slept with your kid's uncle for nine months. Uh, I'm sorry, but I think that would be pretty traumatizing to no longer be able to, you know, have your dad around because your mom slept with his brother-in-law. Something's off. And then we come to find out that we're pretty sure. So, you know, at the beginning of the season, we're, you know, they're teasing this trip in Bermuda. Everyone thought that it had to do with Jen Shaw, you know, Heather Gates on the phone outside on the balcony. She's freaking out. Come to find out Monica is suing Heather Gates, beauty lab and laser for like botched filler it has something to do with like a not paid bill and then she's countersuing, whatever. It's about to get so messy. But the fact that this Monica is suing Heather's business under a different name and then goes on to a TV show with her pretending to be her friend and never brings it up. What the fuck? Like that is, that is crazy. That is batshit crazy. And now you see why her and Jen Shaw were friends. Um, 
look where John Shaw ended up. Clink, clink, bitch. Prison. Prison, honey. So staying very tuned. That's another. If you want to get into Housewives, honestly, Salt Lake City might be the entry point for you because Beverly Hills, there's like more seasons. There's like 12 or 11. And so, you know, you got a lot more backtrack. But Salt Lake City, we're only on the third season. And it's literally amazing. Each season has been so good. The first one with Jen Shaw is amazing. Because Jen Shaw is iconic. The second season, Jen Shaw gets fucking arrested and goes to federal prison. Like, that's iconic. And this third season, it's just been so good. So I that's a that's another one that you guys could get in, in on. Um, Potomac Housewives is absolutely terrible this season. I have nothing to say other than it's absolutely garbage. I don't like Potomac. Everyone Potomac is like everyone's favorite right now. I don't understand why. If I have to hear about Juan fucking Dixon one more time, like, I can't do it. I literally can't do it. He's such a bagel-ass bitch. And the fact that he keeps putting his wife through this and he has the audacity to come on national television and when she brings it up on camera he's like i don't care i don't care i don't care she's like oh well do you not care that you're being photographed with these women oh i don't care let people say what they want um okay but do you care about your wife and your two children and the public perception of them yeah no i can't do it anymore potomac not loving um that's all my housewives talk the only other thing that I wanted to cover is Drag Race. Drag Race UK is on. You have to watch it on WoW Presents Plus. I don't know if you can get it anywhere else, but it is so good. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love Drag Race so much. It holds such a special place in my heart. And I'm not going to go much into it today because like, I'm like, we're in like the middle to end of the season. But I'm preparing you guys right now. The next time that there is a Drag Race season, which I don't know when it premieres or whatever, I will be covering it on Thai TV every week. So we're going to be watching it together. And all you tyrants are going to have to watch Drag Race because we're going to talk about it. And you're just going to have to listen up and like it and enjoy it and find out why I love Drag Race so much. I hope it's a good season. But anyways, that's kind of all for my Thai TV talk. Um, we already talked about Kardashians. The new episode doesn't come out till this week. It's going to be so interesting to see what they're talking about the wedding now that we know all that we know. Anyways, that covers it for all my ranting today. Thanks for letting me rant about all those pop culture topics. Um, I will be back again bright and early Friday morning with my little tyrants. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. I hope you guys are just, you know, getting ready for T-GIF. Thanksgiving. I hope you guys are trying to reminisce and watch your thankful love. Hope you're getting ready to get stuff like a turkey. Get them taters. The gravy. Them broccoli. Speaking of broccoli, did you know broccoli is man-made? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to leave it there. I don't know the information. I just saw that on TikTok. It could be incorrect, but I think it's man-made, and that's kind of weird. Anyways, love you guys so much. Have an amazing week. Don't die during daylight savings, <laughs> and I will see you guys on Friday. Don't forget to leave a rating and review and get us to 1,000 reviews by Christmas. Love ya. Bye. Bye.